How well do I serve? And I begin with Matthew 6 and 24 about the two master concept. No man can serve two masters. But Joshua 24 and 14. Joshua 24 and 14. Joshua said, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. If we're going to serve the Lord in the right relationship, we're going to have to be sincere. We're going to have to be sincere with the Lord. And we've got to serve Him in the truth of what His Word says. Not what I say, but what the Lord says is the truth. What He declares to be true. There's no changing. There's no changing what He declares to be true. And he tells them, he said, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side. Now notice what Moses is saying here. I, I mean, what, what he is speaking of here in Joshua. Notice what he said, and put away the gods on the other side of the flood. He didn't say on this side. He said on the other side, the gods that the reason the Lord destroyed the earth with the flood was because of every imagination of man was evil and wicked. And that was why he destroyed the earth. He said the very imagination. And of course we know all the, the laughter and the mockings and fun made when Noah built the ark. No, it's going to rain. Oh, we never heard of such. It's never done such. But it's going to come. And we've been having for better than 2,000 years or a little over 2,000 years. People have been preaching the gospel and saying the Lord's going to come. The Lord's going to come. Oh, yeah, when is he going to come? When is he coming? He's going to come. And he's going to bring his judgment, he says, with him Amen. when he comes. And he says, and the just, those that are righteous, are going to be righteous. And those that are unjust, that are unrighteous, they're going to be unrighteous. They ain't going to have time in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, to begin to call out to the Lord and, and pray, oh Lord, forgive me my sins. And the twinkling of an eye is going to be happening. That's what's being said here. He said, put away those gods from which your father served on the other side of the flood. And he said, the gods that you serve name brings it up to present. To what presently happened on this side of the flood. He said, now in Egypt, the gods that you got caught up in and served in Egypt. He said, put them away. And he said, serve you the Lord. And Joshua, he said, now I'm telling you, as he was giving out these instructions, because he'd got his instructions and the things that, that he'd learned, he'd learned from Moses, who was a good teacher, a good mentor that he was under. And he said, now I'm going to tell you, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. 
to be crying from the pulpit today. That needs to be crying loud in the pulpit today. God forbid that we serve anything other than the true and living God. God forbid, church, that we turn to worship or to serve anything other than the true and living God. That's the only one that can help us and save us. Amen. Amen. I believe what Joshua was saying, that this is not just a one-time. It's not a one-time choice that he was making. It's not a one-time choice that he was deciding for me and my house. It's a daily choosing of believing and trusting and obeying and serving as his word instructs us. See, God's word instructs us what to do if we'll take it and apply it daily to our lives. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. David said we should serve the Lord with gladness. In Psalm 102, serve the Lord with gladness. How many people today can say, I'm serving the Lord, brother, with gladness in my heart? In other words, I've got rejoicing in my heart that I feel so privileged to be able to serve my Lord. Amen. To know his love. To know what kind of life he's allowing me to experience. Praise the Lord. I'm just beginning to live. Though I'm in the flesh. But when I exit this flesh, I'm really, oh, I'm really going to live. When I exit this flesh, my body is laid to rest if it should come to that. Or if he should choose to come before that I get changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. <laughs> this mortal puts on immortality. <laughs> this corruption, oh, yeah, this corruption puts on incorruption. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be called away. You're going to be called away. Hallelujah. Be with the Lord. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful thought. What a comforting thought to know that. Praise the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve Him with rejoicing, church. Oh, rejoice in your hearts that you get to serve the Lord. What a joy it is. Brother Carter, to serve the Lord. Ah, what a joy it is. In other words, we serve him with a merry heart. That word gladness also can mean a merry heart. Serving, David said, with a merry heart. Amen. Just have a merry heart about you. How you doing today? I'm fine, praise the Lord. I'm doing good. That's what Brother James told me coming into church tonight. He is fine. <laughs> hey, praise the Lord. We would tell the Lord we're fine. We let the devil know we're fine. Why? Because we're trusting in the Lord. Amen. I'd rather have a bad day in the Lord than I had a good day with the devil. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You better believe it. Praise the Lord. Serving with a merry heart. There's too many believers today that are living discouraged life because they're not living in a relationship with him. 
that's being renewed day by day. And you know, the Lord wants to renew. He wants to renew us day by day. That's what he says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 16. He says the inward man, praise the Lord, though the outward man perish, he said the inward man is renewed. Oh, hallelujah. Day by day. Praise the Lord. Now, you know, a lot of that hinges on individuality, on me. If I get up and choose, I don't want to do nothing. I ain't doing nothing. You ain't going to do nothing. But if I get up and I say, Lord, it's you and me, and whatever you want me to do, use me today, Lord. Don't let me be in the street of doing nothing. Amen. Use me, whatever you want to do, Lord. I'm available. Just use me. And hey, I believe that God will help do a work of renewing me. Yeah, I might be getting older. You're getting older. The outward, we're perishing. Well, these bodies getting older. But the inward man, Sister Carol, being renewed. <laughs> There's constant construction going on in my life. Should be constant construction going on, Sister Geneva, in your life every day. Amen. No matter what your age is. See, we never get too old to learn. Never get too old for the Lord to use us. Never get too old to grow just a little bit more or have some kind of little increase in our walk with the Lord. Amen. Or to have some kind of encounter that I experienced something today that I've never experienced. How many times have you ever heard someone tell you that? That served the Lord for many years and, you know, a good good senior or so age in their year. And they say, I've experienced something today that I've never experienced in all my walk with the Lord, all my days. Well, hey, we never get too old for what the Lord is not renewing. As you said there in 2 Corinthians 4 and 16, he's renewing day by day. God's full hallelujah. He's doing some good things in his steel. Amen. Amen. Yeah. How well, how well do I serve? I want to serve just as good as I can. Praise the Lord. The best that I can. We have to labor, church. We have to labor in our salvation. Yes, we do each day for the Lord. If we don't, I believe we'll come to naught. Just like what happened here. Go with me to the, 40, the 42nd chapter of Jeremiah. The 42nd chapter of Jeremiah, verses 1 through 5. If we don't labor every day, you know, seek some measure to do something for the Lord. If it's to, uh, you know, over a phone or a letter or a visit or, or, you know, through prayer that we're holding people up in prayer. Whatever we're doing, some measure, some measure that we're doing in labor each day. In our walk with the Lord. Because I don't want to fit what Jeremiah was addressing the Israelites. Now here they was actually being refuged because they were in a distant land. They weren't in their homeland. So, so they were refugees in a, a distant land. They weren't at home. 
And he says in chapter 44, says in the word of the, the word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the Jews which dwelt in the land of Egypt. Now when they went to the land of Egypt, they took Jeremiah with them. Didn't want to leave him behind. And it names the four different places that all of them was at. Saying, verse 2, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, said, You have seen all the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem and upon the cities of Ju Judah. And behold, this day they are a desolation, and no man dwelleth therein. Because of their wickedness which they have committed to provoke me to anger, in that they went to burn incense and to serve other gods, whom they knew not, neither they, you, nor their fathers, or your fathers. He said, Howbeit, I sent unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising early and sending them, saying, Oh, do not this abominable thing that I hate. But they hearken not, nor incline their ear to turn from their wickedness to burn incense unto other gods. You're going to do things anyway. You're going to do it your way in spite of what I want you to do. Though I have sent prophets to you, to warn you before, before, I brought destruction to Israel, or to Jerusalem and Judah. Before I brought that destruction, I sent warnings to you, but you refused to heed. Now you know God's bringing some warnings even today in his church among his people. He's bringing warnings, and some may sit and say, well, we're saved. Why do we need to hear all those warnings? Give us something else. We need to be reminded. Man needs to be reminded. Amen. The things that God says is going to be so. Amen. And we need to be careful that we don't let ourselves get so lax in this world and so comfortable in this world that we begin to slide away from our walk, our relationship our fervency with the Lord. And we begin that little sliding, amen, in the opposite direction other than what the Lord wants us to remain in. That's how the children of Israel was. And Jeremiah was saying, listen, you had warnings and you had warnings and you would not heal. And you know, the gods that you had brought up and made with your own hands, the gods that you served, he said, there is no such gods. The gods that, he said, that was on the other side of the flood, the gods that your father served, that you, he said, and all the people that are serving gods that are made with hands, there are no gods, there's nothing. There's no means of help for you. I'm your source of help. Just to bring it in simple terms, I'm your source of help. And I would that you would turn to me. Repent, turn to me. Let me help you. Go and read the rest of the chapter if you want to sometime. Finish it on out, that 44th chapter there, and see what Jeremiah is saying. But I tell you, it's, it's pretty strong stuff. And of course, the rest of the book of Jeremiah, he just talks about 
the prophecies of it's going to happen to this one and that one and the, and the, the different nations of people because of their wickedness and sinfulness and the things that, that's going to come upon them. And he said, I, I, I'm going to bring judgment because of wickedness and sinfulness. And God is still, he's the same today as he was yesterday. And he's going to be the same tomorrow. He's going to bring judgment one day. And, and you know, you don't speak judgment in the pulpit or in the classroom. If you're teaching, you don't speak about God's judgment to get people scared and, you know, fearful what's going to happen. You speak that in the authority of God's word that God says things in his words are going to be so. And if we don't accept those things, well, then we're going to be the ones that's going to face destruction. We're going to be the ones that's going to have the harm. It ain't going to be God. It ain't going to be him. And, and I don't want, you know, people may be standing in hell one day recalling. And I, I don't know, but I don't even want to think about entertaining being in a place called hell. No. You know, what I read about what the Bible says. The people standing there and having memory. Now, I know the rich man must have had memory because when he saw Lazarus lay at the gate, amen, full of sores, and the dog was licking his sores, and he wasn't so much even, you know, giving him any help or, or comfort by any means. And uh, Lazarus, he got to see him in Abraham's bosom. But the rich man, he was in torment. He said, oh, Father Abraham, he said, let, let him just take the finger and dip it in some water and touch my tongue. He said, I'm in torment. He said, uh, no, there's too great a gulf between him and you. That can't happen. So you know that? I don't know if that's going to be a torment for those that are being held to see. They can see that there's no way there can ever be any entrance of what God has prepared. You know, for those that love him, those that serve him. And he said this, he said, well, well, let him go back and warn my five brothers. He said, I got five brothers. Go back and warn them. He said, send him back to warn them that they don't come to this place of torment. And he said, they've got the prophets. And if they won't hear them, he said, they ain't going to hear one that's come from the dead. Amen. I tell you, Jeremiah was getting into serious things here and what he was speaking of. He said, God sent. He sent his prophets, his servants. They rose up early. And they said, don't do this abominable thing that God hates. Don't do it. You know, repent of these things. Turn from these things. But they would not. He said, that's why Jerusalem and Judah is like it is now, that it's desolate. There's nothing there. You see? Jesus said in Matthew 4 and 10, he told Satan one day when Satan was trying to offer him the kingdoms of this world, he said, get me behind me, Satan. Get me hence, he said. He said, if you just fall down, worship me. He said, look up here when he was on the pinnacle of the temple. He said, all this here that you see, he said, I've got power and authority. And I can let you enjoy all this here if you just fall down and worship. <laughs> and he said, I'll tell you, the only one that must be worshipped, he said, is the Lord thy God. And him only. Amen. Him only. Amen. He said, shall I serve? Right. No other. Amen. Him only. You know, when we, as 
God's children let Satan know when he comes along trying to thump on you, beat on you, pounce on you. Say, get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. Amen. The Lord rebukes thee. The Lord rebukes thee. Get thee behind me. Amen. I'm going to worship. I'm going to serve the Lord thy God. Him only. I'm not going to serve. I'm not giving you any space. So get thee behind me. Get thee him. You can go from here. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, church. How well do I serve? Well, I want to serve well. I want to serve well. I believe when we give our energy, the energy that God has blessed our bodies to have, when we give our energy to do and to serve things, that he has provided for us to live by, life is going to be fulfilled. But if we do things and serve things that prove to be lifeless and meaningless and unfulfilled in our walk, we ain't going to have nothing left but destruction when he returns. We'll be destroyed. Amen. But if we give ourselves to that which is wholesome and good, praise the Lord, we serve that that he's provided. It's kind of like Romans 6 and 6. The scripture says, knowing this, that the old man is crucified with him. You know, if a lot of people would get the old flesh crucified under subjection, get what the scripture calls sanctified. <laughs> sanctified. Amen. Washed by the blood of the Lamb. Washed clean of the inbred sin that's in our hearts. Amen. Amen. That Satan has no place in our hearts. Oh, that the body of sin might be destroyed and that henceforth we wouldn't serve sin, but we'd serve only our Lord and our risen Savior. We could do what Romans 7 and 6 says. Then we could serve in the newness of the Spirit. <laughs> in the newness of the Spirit. Well, like new things that come along. We begin to serve in the newness of the Spirit that the Lord has. He just blesses us in different ways. And boy, that's good. That was a good blessing I got from the Lord. It's good when we go to the house of God and we leave and we say, you know, I got a good blessing tonight. I went intending to bless the Lord and to praise Him and worship Him. And I tell you, in return, He blessed me. He gave me a blessing. And I'm leaving here praising and shouting, amen, the goodness and blessings of my Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Glory. Amen. Let it be said. I serve the Lord. I've had people tell me, you probably had some say to you, well, I'm never going to backslide. I've got saved. I ain't never backslide. I'm not going to backslide. Not me. You know, put a little helper in there. With the Lord's help, I never plan to backslide. With the Lord's help, I hope I never backslide. Because if I trust in, in the flesh, if I've got any trust, any confidence, like David said, if I got any confidence in the flesh, hey, it ain't going to work. That's right. It ain't going to work. 
And as Paul said, if I trust in the flesh, it ain't going to work. The old man's got to be crucified. He can't be living. Not one inkling of him living in my life, in my house. Amen. He's got to be dead. He's got to be dead. He's got to be crucified. <coughs> buried. Praise the Lord. So that I can live, like I said, Romans 76, I can live in that newness of spirit that Lord wants you and me to live in. And we're experiencing those things day by day. Goes back to that 2 Corinthians 4, 16, where, you know, we're just being renewed that every day. There's a renewing. Oh, there's a refreshing. Like what Acts 3 and 19 says. It says, repent. He said, that's what he said in Acts 3 and 19. Peter said, repent. When he was speaking to a multitude, he said, so when the times of repression shall come from the presence of the Lord, you'll get to experience it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, we come to church to meet with God. We come to meet with the Lord. We don't just come to, to sit just to hear about it. But we're supposed to come and meet with Him. Amen. And it's all right to say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I love my Lord. He's going to disturb me. He's going to cause me to lose my train of thought. That's all right. You know, we don't have to just sit so... Be so quiet and just sit. Don't move a muscle. <laughs> we can be loose, relax, and amen. Feel the goodness and feel the, the refreshing of the Lord. Praise his name. Praise his name. The newness of the spirit. He said, not in the oldness, the oldness of the letter. Praise God. We should serve in 7 and 6. Should serve in the newness of the Spirit. And then, of course, the last verse of Scripture I want to use, Sister Betsy, if you'd come to the piano, please. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12 and 28. Hebrews 12 and 28 says, Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. That kingdom, Brother Billy, can't be moved. The kingdom that he's established. Now ain't no man going to lasso it and pull it out of the way. You ain't going to push it out of the way. You ain't going to tear it down. He said, Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace. Let's have grace, church. Thank God for grace. What is grace? It's God's unmerited favor to man. Praise the Lord Amen. for His grace. I didn't deserve it. God give it to me. I can't ever work for it. Amen. It's by faith I receive it. And when I receive it by faith, then I need to have works with it. And go forth. Like James said, so my faith won't be dead because I got works. With my faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. He said, let us have faith whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and with godly fear. We receive the kingdom and not be moved. Think about his kingdom as it's not flourishing today and tomorrow. 
There's going to be an economic breakdown in his kingdom. His kingdom don't operate on an economy. Amen. It operates everything that's going on right now. Just one hour, it's by thus saith the Lord. Everything is operating. Amen. There's nothing there that's weak. There's nothing there that does any hindrance. There's nothing there that defiles, that weakens, that lessens the power of God working in His kingdom, in His heaven. Now, His kingdom working on earth, He's working constantly with you and me, trying to help us. Help us to maintain a steadfast relationship, a stable relationship with Him, Brother George. Amen. Being steadfast in Him. And He knows there's many obstacles. There's many particles. There's many things that can move against us. And if we don't have His help, they'll hurt us. If we don't draw nigh to Him, they can pull us away. They can hinder us. They can weaken us. But if we draw nigh to Him, as He draws nigh to us, like James said, <laughs> hey, we're going to make it. Church, we're going to make it. Sister Ernestine, I'm going to make it. All those years that Brother Fred, you served in the pastoral ministry, all the blessings you've seen God give to people that y'all pastored and shepherded those people for years all around different places a couple of districts here that y'all served in. God's drawing constantly His children, giving them strength to stand steadfast and to make it. He wants us to be, that's why he told us the disciples, he said, I want you to be witnesses. Be what? I want you to be witnesses. I want you to go and witness the things that you hear and the things that you see. That's what we do today. As I'm serving the Lord, I witness to people the things that I'm hearing. Some of the things I hear, what people say. And then some of the things, Brother Lord, I hear that the Lord says. The voice of the Lord speaking to me. Or the voice of the Lord speaking to you. We witness those things that we hear. And then we witness those things that we see that God is doing. Amen. And He's not any less. He's still all powerful. He still can do all things. I know there's a lot of destruction and things that's going on in our world today. You know, there's fires and floods and earthquakes and there's a lot of disasters and things that's taking place. And could these things be God's measure of trying to get people to come to Him and trust Him? Hey, confide in me. I'm here. I'm up here. I want to help you. Oh, no, we're going to move in and we're going to make do. We're going to make things better. It's like in our political system, some of the ads are going out. We're going to make 
We're going to make, we ain't going to make much of nothing without God's help. <laughs> That's the whole truth about the Lord. We're limited to what we're going to make. But now what God can make, there's no limitations to When I say that God can make this and God can do that, He can do if He chooses. Not according to my will, but according to His will that it will be done. Amen. It won't be on my say-so. It'll be on God's say-so only. When I tell people, I say, thus saith the Lord, and that's what God says. Amen. I don't have to come back later and say, Brother Larry said, Brother Ricky, I thought you said so-and-so was going to happen. So-and-so. Well, I did, but I was mistaken. <laughs> I got wrong information somewhere, and it didn't work out. But what God says is going to work out, brother. It's not a miscommunication or wrong communication. It's going to work out. And he tells us to serve him. To serve him with our whole hearts. When I was looking at the word serve, I don't know in the scriptures. Just, just I'm telling you, the Old Testament, New Testament. The scriptures dealing with, you know, serving with all of our heart. 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 God, he can't work with half-hearted people. They're unstable. Amen. They're unstable. They're always changing. But those that are stable, that are steadfast, God can work with those. And He will with a steadfast heart and a willing spirit. He'll work with us. Let's let Him work with us, church. Amen. Because I want to serve well, my Lord. And the trumpet was to sound in a little bit. I want to be ready to go home. If it sounds in the morning, I want to be ready to go home. Whenever that trumpet sounds, whenever he breaks the eastern sky, he begins to come back. Or should he come back to me in a quiet way and take my life? I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I don't want to live a moment without the Lord in my life and depending and trusting on him to make it through. I can't make very much happen. If I did, I'd have all these pews filled up from one end to the other. <laughs> People sitting in here, of all your family that's lost that needs to be saved, and we've been praying for for years to be sitting on these pews. But the thing about it, God is speaking to hearts, and if they'll listen to Him, and if we'll witness, He'll do the draw. He'll do the draw. Amen. Amen. It's like the Scripture says, you know, one plants. Says the other waters, but God, it's God that gives the increase. Praise the Lord. I'm looking for God to give us an increase. I do want to see your family, your lost loved ones. There's enough. You've heard me say time to time, there's enough for your families to fill up this church. My goodness. And it ain't about a number. No, it's about souls. It's about souls that need a Savior. It's about souls that if they don't get their hearts right, that are lost, they'll go to a devil's hell. It's about a soul getting right with him, learning how to serve him. Thank you.